Jesus. <laughs> this is what happens when I take this much fucking time off. I forget how to Let's do everything. Do this. this is like the very beginning when we recorded, what, 54 something minutes and then just lost it all. Yep. Yeah. It is. The very first time we sat down to record, we were like, oh, this is going great. Oh, no. <laughs> and then whenever we finally got a recording, we tried to transfer it over. Fucking lost. I deleted it. I'm good at that. Matt, you, anyway. have, to, you have to learn how to computer. I'm just telling you. I, I need to learn how to do anything. I'm so bad at everything right now. It's just kind of horrible. Well, I mean, we just came out of a, a lot, didn't we? I mean. We did, which is why we've been gone. Exactly. <laughs> we've Corona, been gone because I've been depression. gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I guess I should acknowledge the fact that nothing's been posted in, what, a month now? I think so. Yeah, um, and that's just, that's that's my fault. I stopped, con- well, technically not all my fault because two of y'all had corona. Mm-hmm. I was Twice. Corona, corona oh, back, no. shoulder. No, no, Two-time no. survivor. We I, got our champion over here. I had corona once and yeah. my immune system said no the second time. <laughs> wife had it twice. Uh, really? Damn. Yeah. Troy had it twice. I had it twice, son. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's because. Can you, can you scoot a little farther away? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I have pre existing conditions with my asthma, so I damn near died back in February. I was in, um, I was on life support for a week. They had me in an intentional coma, and yeah. I was hooked up to a machine that was circulating the blood through my body. Damn. But here uh, I am, baby. Could you imagine if I'd caught it when we thought I had it? Yeah. Oh, I would have been fucked. <laughs> that shit ain't fun. No, it's not. Um, that was part of the conversation for the person that exposed me. It's like, look, the flu could fucking kill me right now. So yeah. like anything Give me more a favor intense. And fuck off if you know you've been around people that are sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that situation cleared up. I, I, I was negative. So that was, that was cool. But no, I, I just, I shut down doing everything because I got to the point where I was kind of just sitting on the couch, not doing anything all day. So Pressure. yeah, we just haven't done anything in a month. Yeah. But now lots of bullshit has happened. So we have, that's what we were doing. We were just stockpiling the bullshit. So we've got plenty to talk about. Oh, yeah. And we actually get to introduce Brennan now, which Hello. is bizarre because Brennan. you've been here from day one and you've technically been on the podcast because I found a button with your voice on it and I pushed it and I didn't know what it was. So you're on an episode somewhere. All right. Yeah. All right. I just don't even know this podcast well enough to know which episode. Um, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I just make them and post them. I don't know what the fuck's on it. That's fair. Uh, so where are we going to start this? Are we going to do the the writing, the, not not necessarily the writing that happened, but the writing that we were talking about? Whether we'd actually well, get stabilization you, you after the you descent? You want to talk about who all's actually participating in this first? No, not really. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, I mean, I figure everyone kind of. Well, I guess they know Troy's voice, but like you were here once, and then Brennan, they got a tidbit of you. So say hi, uh, hi everybody. Hi, I'm Brennan. I mean, I've been on here a couple times, kind of since day one, but. I'm the mysterious Mr. J. (laughs) Mr. J. Mr. J. If you had said that like Harley, it would have been so much better. (laughs) I I sort of considered it. (laughs) I could get some latex. I'll be your Harley. Uh, (laughs) Y'all know I'm Troy. I'm in this motherfucker. I'm in the building. Consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the most this is the representation from the black delegation. Of <laughs> we had too many crackers on this dinner plate. <laughs> Token black hey, guy. Who, who are you calling a cracker? You, me, him. I'm a graham cracker. I take offense to that. I'm I have Polish. a Cherokee Nation. I'm a hard ass cracker though. You can, you can back off. I'm, I'm just like Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm a saltine and you're a Ritz, but <laughs> we're still on the side of the cheese plate. Point zero 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 five seven two five seven eight nine percent. Jesus, got it down to a science. <laughs> I hope that's not made up on the spot. I hope that's real. Is that real? Right. That one was made up, but, okay. the, but the actual number of her, her percentage of Native American heritage was around that percentage. It was it was extremely low. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about yours because. Oh, no, 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 no. Do you no. know yours? Like, yeah. What are you at? Eighth. Oh, okay. I'm sure I've been told I got it in there, but I didn't care well enough to like look it all up because. Yeah. I just tell people it got lost in a whole bunch of drunk, angry European guys. Yeah. What about rape? Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, they probably did that too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know I brought that up last time, but you still (laughs) caught me off guard with it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming that's where mine comes from. Uh, But I grew up going to powwows and shit like that. Like, not even just like the high school gymnasium ones, real 
celebrations and everything, especially up in South Dakota. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, you so, know what I found out from those? Mm. All those beads and everything, like all the regalia is expensive, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's stupid expensive. Yeah. But some of the price on things there is worth it because it's the first time I ever tried bison meat. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Bro, bison burgers are the <clears throat> If there's anything that I actually miss from eating red meat, it's bison. I Cow, I don't really miss at all. Venison, I really enjoyed, but eh. But bison, I, I would cheat on my diet for bison. So what you've just said on a podcast is that you want to eat a buffalo. Yes. Okay. They're delicious. You know what buffalo is slang for in a lot of circles, right? Did I say buffalo, though? Bison is buffalo. Yeah, but I didn't say buffalo, so I didn't use slang. I said bison. Today on You're trying too hard. Technicality. You're trying Technicality. too hard. I'm a slippery motherfucker, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I went into lawyer mode real quick. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Look, man, your jurisprudence is uh, strong today. My what? Did he just make a racist? No, jurisprudence. Oh, okay. I thought you said uh, lawyer speak. Lawyer oh, okay. Speak. Okay. Okay. Cool. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm going to play. I'm going to also covers. I'm going to immediately take it to racist. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, this motherfucker lost me real quick. <laughs> I you can't use the big words in here now. <laughs> I didn't make it to the bar exam. No, but uh, circling back to the Native American thing, uh, I don't have any Native American in me, but where I grew up, I grew up right by Comanche, Texas. So there's actually a really big Comanche Indian tribe down there. And uh, my next door neighbor as a kid was actually the great, great grandson of Quanah Parker. So I've actually gotten to uh, experience a lot of that cool stuff. I actually went over to his house, saw a bunch of the regalia that uh, Quanah Parker had and everything. Uh, different stuff like that. It was actually really cool seeing a lot of that stuff firsthand, especially, you know, as like a freaking five, six year old kid. I really enjoyed stuff like that. Damn. That's, that's pretty dope, man. History is important and that's really cool. That's one thing that people don't tend to actually pay attention to. Cause like you bring up the history repeats itself and they just think that you're trying to make a social statement, but it's like, no history is fucking fascinating. Mm -hmm. So much cool shit has happened that most people don't know about. And if you would just read a book, Oh yeah. <laughs> no, um, just, I had an argument with a Catholic guy the other day. Oh, their, their history in and of itself is fascinating. He was arguing, is with, it? Me, he was arguing yes. with me that the Catholic church had never been militarily overcome. And I said, have you never heard of the great Northern war? <laughs> he did not know that Sweden under careless Rye, uh, kicked the crap out of the papal army all the way back, uh, into Poland. And he would have continued to do so if he hadn't gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. People don't pay attention to history. They get little tidbits and then they think they know a story, but it's a tidbit. You got to look at the whole picture to see what's actually going on. And you got to wait for it to get hard. Especially when it comes to the Catholic Church. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> they only do that when little boys are involved. Um, wow. Especially when it comes to the Catholic Church. When it comes to or comes yeah, from? Both. Well, uh, comes I, in. somebody's coming. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the Catholic Church. Um, just All right. let can, them be gay. Can uh, we get into this before we just go off of the deep end? <laughs> I think we're already there. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's I, what the priest I, I had a thought and then I lost it. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, we got lost in the dick sand. Okay. <laughs> if you guys are paying attention this week, Okay, so we're starting with DC. Well, uh, that's kind of what we said we were going to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I was asking. So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure we, we didn't see. Don't look at me. I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. I'm the ad lib guy. <laughs> this has been the most chaotic sit down so far. Yeah. So let's start with DC. Let's start with DC. Okay. Are we starting with the incitement or just the bullshit in general? I'll let you set the stage. Okay. Well, I, I thought that clip was going to be the incitement. Okay. We'll go with the incitement. Yeah. All right. So if you guys weren't living under a rock, our uh, Capitol building got invaded this week mm, uh, by yeah. a group of MAGA supporters. And uh, I don't necessarily lump all MAGA supporters into that same group. It's just this particular group decided they wanted to act poorly. And uh, before we get down into it, there's a clip uh, that I have here. That's a public clip of President Trump uh, speaking to his uh, supporters right before the riot. The mob. The mob. I'm trying to be semi-diplomatic, but it's We're really not. hard. <laughs> We're not at all. So, yeah. <clears throat> but here we go. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never 
take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. All right. So to set the stage, that was a CNN clip. And I don't necessarily listen to CNN quite a bit, but their imagery and the way they were describing this particular incident was spot on. And you heard the president in his statement to the gathered crowd. Shortly after that, as the report said, the crowd advanced on the Capitol building in force, overwhelmed the token security that was present at the Capitol, which was a question that I think we're going to get into later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then commenced to go into the Capitol building, go throughout offices. Staff were evacuated. Confidential emails were left open on computers. The Electoral College ballots were only saved by the actions of some staffers that were smart enough to look down and see the ballots still on the table in the House of Representatives and collect them. Senators and representatives sheltered in place on the floor while rioters ransacked the home of our democracy. The heart of our republic was invaded. Items were taken. One man walked out with the podium from the Speaker of the House's uh, elector. I hate to say it, but that made me laugh a little. And yeah, I got a chuckle I mean- <laughs> out of that one. <laughs> oh, man. as angry as I am, I can't help but find a few things that made me chuckle yeah. because the latching onto the, the entirety of my anger and frustration in the situation is not good. It's not healthy. Well, the poo on the walls was kind of funny, too. I didn't hear about the poo on the walls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was poo on the walls. I, that really doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but we had guys coming in. I want to make sure and put this in here. They were coming in with handcuffs and zip ties tied to their belts in Kevlar and plate carriers with the expressed intent on social media to detain or otherwise acquire members of the House of Representatives and the Senate. Yeah. And citizens arrest them or whatever was going through their mind. But well, they, they were, were chanting it as they were walking down the halls and everything that they were going, they were there to arrest them, that they worked for them. They were their servants. And right. I mean, they, they felt fully entitled to embark on this little adventure of theirs. Not only that at the time, the legislature was in session doing a congressionally mandated task. And that is to cons- confirm the mm-hmm. election. And it is mandated by, constitution that it happened before a certain date this mob attempted to usurp the very processes that are supported by the constitution that a lot of them say that they are yeah bigly or bigly is not the right word but largely in favor of right so the question is honestly what the fuck america um okay so the problem is, is you can't talk to or about America as one unit anymore. It, it, everything has become too divisive. And if you're going to discuss anything going on societally or politically right now, you usually have to break it into two groups because you're getting different narratives. You're getting different stories. You're getting different facts, which you would think that you're not going to get that many contradictory facts, but they could both look at a dog taking a shit and one's going to tell you it's taken a taking a, it's dropping an ice cream cone and the other one's going to tell you that, you know, it gave birth to a unicorn. It's fucking ridiculous. The, the amount of separation between the two halves that we're dealing with in this situation. When you say two halves, what we're, what we're actually dealing with is two different sets of ideology that we've allowed in this country to be so polarized against each other. that We literally have neighbors that think that each other are essentially evil. Not that they have a disagreement on politics, but that they're actually evil people. Well, Okay, they do have disagreements on politics, but they've they've allowed themselves to encourage themselves, which is the problem. They're not yes. encouraging other people anymore. They're encouraging themselves. Yeah, they go they've, into echo chambers. Yeah, they've locked themselves in these bubbles, and all they do is bounce ideas around with each other. And the problem with that is, like, you know, if the four of us were working together on something, right, and one of us came up with a shitty idea, the problem with these cultures is you're not allowed to disagree with anybody else in your group. So I come up with a shitty idea, but y'all aren't allowed to disagree with me or else you're out of the group. So Troy reinforces the shitty idea, which just makes it a shittier idea. And then you reinforce it and then you reinforce it. Does that make me Mike Pence in this scenario? Do you Mike really, Pence do you really want to be an old white evangelical? <laughs> He'd be safer. 
Because mm. <laughs> fuck load more opportunities. Here's the, here's, here's the thing that, that I it, mm, as much as I try and avoid doing this, I'm going to talk about the race of the issue of what happened in D.C. All right, because no other group than pissed off white people could have done what they did. No other group could have done it. Is okay, that not terrifying so, though? It's fucking horrifying. It is horrifying. I, but I, I'm I, talking about terrifying for a different reason. You okay. were this angry, and people still aren't afraid of you. That's why I'm saying it's horrifying. But let like, a black person raise an eyebrow, and the National Guard is out there. Yeah, I, because I usually, people are terrified of black people doing. Okay, well, I, I to do, our I, country, what's been yes, done to black people. I do want to push in a Minorities caveat. That's why they okay. are scared. Let me push in a caveat real fast. We just we just discussed the fact that the security detail at the Capitol was lacking. Oh, yes. and that to me smells intentional. They were they taking were letting photos. Them in. Yeah, they were taking selfies. They were. Yeah. Ta- they let them in. They were they, letting them in. Yeah, exactly. And that, that what the, that's fucking terrifying. That bothers me. Exactly. Oh, I agree. How are they not one in the same? I agree. I never said they weren't. I'm saying just because they put on that uniform doesn't make them anything special. Their ideology is still theirs. Yeah, true. That's the problem with politics. But the fact that the, it was only a token. That's why force. it was a five year. Air Force veteran that got shot and his no. dad on the fucking floor and deserved it. She was 14 years in Air Force. 14 years in. Yeah. Chair yeah. Force. Got shot. <laughs> See, died in the Capitol as she should. That's the problem with indoctrination well, she did, on ideology. She accepted the risks. She was there with the mob. Yeah. She went into the Capitol. She knew exactly what she was doing if she's been in the and military that, was that not long. Organized she accepted chaos. the risks. Absolutely. That was not organized chaos. They didn't know. That looked like a raid from World of Warcraft. That's what the fuck that was. They got in there and they, they were looking ride. for special items and shit. They weren't. Yeah. They, they, did you they see didn't the, think they they'd get that far. They're like, oh shit, we got to level four. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Did, you, did you see <laughs> the guys worked. climbing the freaking wall like it was freaking Donkey yeah. Kong? Yeah. Bro. Um, but, but the reason why I was talking they about how you can't that. talk about America as one unit anymore, it, it, it has to be acknowledged as the fact that you can't. And it's because we have these two differing ideologies. But the problem is, is they're the same fucking people. All right. In 2016, the Republicans were mocking the Democrats for whining and crying and acting like babies about the fact that Hillary didn't win. All right. And so the Democrats were like, oh, you're such assholes. You can't say these things about us and blah, 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 blah. Fast forward four years, the Republicans lose. They start whining and crying like little babies about the fact that their candidate didn't win. And the Democrats are mocking the shit out of them for it. They're yeah. the same people, just with differing ideologies. Yeah, but yes. to be fair, the Democrats didn't commit an act of treason and terrorism on our country, whereas the Republicans did in this Well, yeah, I, I get that. But th- my point is that as people, right, if you strip away the ideology and you strip away the labels and everything else, just as people, Hypocrisy. they're the same fucking people. Same level. Yes. Of That's what yeah, they've forgotten. Levels. Because they're so lost in their ideologies. And I agree. Neither one of them is refusing, or neither one of them is willing to admit that there's not that much separating us. And if we let go of just these few layers of bullshit, we could actually get somewhere productive. Well, that's when you have to go in and restructure what our media does, because this all derives from our media. No, does, no, 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 no. What you need to do is you need to go from the media. You need to go to the people, and you need to educate people on how to deal with intaking information. People need to learn how to deal with information overload and sensory overload, and that, that's why they lock themselves in bubbles. I think we have to we got we have to put some personal accountability on people though. Too. That, that's what I'm 100%. saying. One hundred percent. People need to learn how to deal with these situations, and guess what? You're going to lose in life. But things the, that you the support, other side things of that, that you coin. like, are the going thing to that lose. we have here in America is a culture of blamesmanship. That's you what are I was not about to responsible say. for your yeah. own actions. Everything's not your fault. Mm-hmm. You can you can be anything you want to be. We want to go and we want to basically say that any mistake we have is not due to our actions. And that's false. It's a false narrative. You're responsible for your actions. There are a lot of people that need to own the fact that they are not racist. What they are are opportunist. If this is if I'm in a situation where it's going to put me in a better spot to go with a certain way of type of thinking or a certain way, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow because do you realize how many people in Nazi Germany really Safety. weren't really on board with killing and murdering people, but they didn't have to worry about outside their doors, so they didn't stop it. Yeah, same because yeah. tribalism. Exactly, they're yeah. afraid of it. That happens quite a bit with people that say, "Oh no, I'm not racist." No, but you are. Instead of you standing up against something that's wrong, you're being a. What it is is you're not racist; you're a coward. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with standing up for things, but I also agree with the flip side of that. That you know, if somebody decides, oh well, if I I just don't want to be involved, we shouldn't necessarily dox them and and 
make their lives hell for not doing something, but we should instead provide examples and actively encourage them to get involved and to help fight the problem. Okay, John, how about this situation? Curveball. Oh, Lord. (laughs) You walk in a room and you see a child being raped, actively raped by an adult, Uh traumatizing them for their entire fucking life. You walk away, you decide to do nothing. You shut the door and you go back in and say, that's not any of my fucking business. You and I both know that's not what would happen. I'm just saying, what you were doing right now is encouraging people to shut the door and not say anything about something that's going to be traumatic to an individual for their entire fucking life. It's not right. That's not what I'm after. What I'm talking about is not necessarily uh, going in and immediately ruining somebody's life because they chose not to do something. There's there's been a few instances where... You wouldn't kill the person that's raping a child? Okay, hold on. First off, that analogy is not fair. Um, but I, I understand where you're coming Who's from. Who's determining fairness on trauma? Okay. okay. So I feel like that scenario is a bit different than the. It's deep, medium. isn't it? It is deep, and I, I do. So I let's do talk see about racist trauma in people's lives, like witnessing their dad being shot in the front seat during a traffic stop. So John's not disagreeing with you, right? What what he's saying is is instead of immediately going out and demonizing the person that maybe didn't necessarily know what to do in a situation or didn't know how to act or just honestly didn't have the backbone. Lack of response is complicity. Uh, Okay. But what John is saying is you're going to get more, you're going to get more help from what what, you catch more flies with honey than. So what what I'm arguing is, is that if, if, if these, if you give people the tools and educate them in these scenarios and instead of uh, immediately flying off the handle and saying, well, you're not doing anything. So we all hate you instead of actually providing some Intel and meaningful feedback to them, you end up with the same scenario that you already had. I can agree with that. It needs to be a multi-tipped approach. Right. So to, um, to tackle. if you I, immediately I get in you there and get after them, what I'm arguing here is that if you, if you go in there and you say, okay, you're a terrible person, you know, screw you, you're complicit, this is terrible. I just saw this guy get, let's say, a racial problem. We'll say an African-American fellow is getting uh, yelled you know, at in the middle you, of the street. That's a bit pointed. How about we just say, brought it out so everybody can attach themselves to it and say any citizen in America okay. All right. being yeah. murdered during a traffic stop before they have opportunity to make it to trial when they, right. they're unarmed and they're showing no physical threat that can't be overpowered. Mm-hmm. Even if they run away, like we have cameras, we have yeah. <laughs> you have body cam footage, you've identified them, you can right. track this person down. Any civil American dealing with that should they shouldn't have to deal with that on the street unless you are actively trying to harm this police officer and then absolutely they need to end that with immediate force right they have a right to go home every day. but uh, so if you're looking at the analogies you have to look at any given situation so the reason why i said your analogy isn't necessarily fair is because most people out of a primal instinct if they see a child being harmed will jump in and try and save the child right but why does that not happen with other adults okay because we're pretty much discernment. Well, we're, we're pretty much trained from childhood that adults are capable and know what they're doing. Then when we become adults, there's a lot of people that just don't have the backbone to act. They over, they either overthink the situation or they don't know how to deal with the adrenaline rush of the fear or the indoctrination of racism in our country gives them defense mechanisms. that says, well, they might, deserve exactly it. i don't I haven't seen all the video from the beginning exactly i have so, i don't have all the details he might deserve it right but there are there the are things that you're willing to admit that will prevent someone from being able to act in the moment right. right so what john's saying is if you saw somebody who didn't act instead of immediately going out and trying to demonize that person what we should be doing is making efforts in society to educate people to where they'll be more willing to act because they'll be better prepared to act. Yeah, I'm saying sense. basic general training that lets them know what to do in certain situations. I'm, yes. I'm talking about a cultural change. You're, changing somebody individually is not going to do much, but if you start culturally shifting things right. away I can, I from the current ideology, Absolutely. Absolutely. instead of immediately going and attacking them, be it verbally or physically, right. That's you're going to have a lot more results. Now, as annoying as I people... As annoying as people might think this is and everything, but since we're talking about that one particular situation, one thing that you can always do, all right, that will hopefully not result in any violence towards yourself is just pull out your phone and record the situation. Mm. You're legally allowed to. They cannot stop you from doing it, 
And if that cop's going to do anything to the person that they've pulled over, well, now they have to do it with plenty of witness. And that's something that is happening a lot in the country right now. So I'm just saying, if you're looking for an opportunity to be able to help, but you don't want to actively get involved, record from a distance. Yep. You don't even have to be close enough to get any volume off of it. So long as you have what is happening, that helps. Can I ask a quick question? How did how did we segue all the way over here from the D.C. protests? Uh I did bring up the race issue yeah, that, you know, okay, that, was it. that if it hadn't been a bunch of angry white people, that that shit would not have happened the way that it did. So I, I, I did bring that up. Well, okay. So let, let's, let's bring that back into it. And Troy, okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to, to uh, belittle your point. I'm just trying to kind of take a, take a turn back to what we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting right next to me. I'm kind of, I didn't yeah, he's, feel he's, attacked he's, by he's that. Pondering yeah. on what we said. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna catch a, a sour patch kid upside the head. <laughs> no, that, that's Troy. poo. That's Troy's pondering pose. Like he'll kind of sit back a little bit because he's thinking about the information that he just yeah. got. Yeah. Which I actually appreciate because way too many times people will get information and before they have time to actually think about it, they'll just immediately. They think that they're moving the conversation forward, but really what they're doing is just saying the same shit they just said. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, you're not working with the new information, man. You're just still yeah. spitting the shit that you knew beforehand and you're not involved in a conversation. Everybody's guilty so, of that at, at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. whenever That's I see coming. his pondering pose, I'll just kind of go off on a little tangent and everything because it gives him time to process. <laughs> just let the wheels turn. 25 minutes. I have a slower process. So I'm still in the Pentium edition. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I realized that when we had the conversation on free will, I was like, I I cannot throw out too much. I got to give you a chance to actually, you know, because that was a deep one. Oh, yeah. But that was was a lot of fun. Anyway, so So, back to D.C. Back to D.C. So I want to throw another monkey wrench at this. So we're talking about interesting terminology again. (laughs) It's called a colloquialism. Deal with it. He tried to get me on Buffalo. I'm going to fuck him every time now. Wow. (laughs) It's powerful. You know, my wife's showing up a little bit, so you're going to have to fight her about that one. I was going to say she could just do it for me. Yo, I'm she's like, strapping? Say again? She's strapping? Y'all doing the peg edition? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she does go around strapped quite a bit. I mean, she she does support the Second Amendment. Get it, girl. <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> anyway. Right. So anyway, the point I was going to make um, in the... the Curve ball. I'm gonna throw into this before Matt comes a over. Black ball. <laughs> All right. So we talked. We talked just briefly about the token security force that was actually at the Capitol. Right. And to me, that looks suspicious. On top of that, we have a clip, and I've got it queued up. If you guys want to hear it, of President Trump's message back to the protesters that happened way after the fact, and basically he pandered to them a bit and then asked them to go home. But that was after the damage had been done. Right. Kind of like the moment in the debate when he told the proud boys to stand down and stand by. Correct. Exactly like that. Um, Then I've also got another clip that I cannot play for you because the audio will not make any sense, but I will show it to everyone here. And for, for context to everybody on the, on the receiving end of this, it is President Trump and his family and and some of his aides all partying together, drinking champagne, and watching live on TV the riot happen. And I kid you not. If you would like a link to this, uh, I'm sure Matt can link the YouTube uh, in the yeah, description. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can link it in there. Holy shit, I didn't hear about that. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> let, let's, uh, let's get into President Trump's message real fast. And uh, we'll run on from there. I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. 
What the actual fuck? Over. I mean, seriously, we're, you're special people. You just invaded the Capitol. Let me give you some kudos. Oh, by the way, the election is stolen, even though ev- by every mark, legal, and other metric that we have to measure election fraud, it's been disproven at this point. Yeah. You're, you're just harming your dignity and essentially further polarizing your base away from the center, which, let's be fair, the Democrats do the exact same thing. But there's a level of cognitive dissonance there in the president's speech that I have trouble even thinking about. I'm losing brain cells right now from having listened to that. <laughs> uh, I've lost plenty of brain cells over the last four years listening to this man talk. Um, anyone that has ever been involved with or observed a an abusive mental relationship through manipulation and narcissism recognizes that speech because they've heard it before. It, it may not be the exact same words, but they've heard that speech before. Uh, and, and it's because he doesn't give a fuck about the people. He doesn't no. give a fuck about his MAGA followers he and everything. He, he is a pure narcissist. He only cares about himself and his power. That speech is his manipulation of people that he knows will put themselves in harm's way to protect their own ideology. It's not even his ideology. He took what he could build up in them and he's just used it for his own personal gain. He doesn't care about anything that the Republican Party cares about. He doesn't care about anything about the working class, middle you know, and lower class Americans care about. None of that even registers on his radar. The only thing that he cares about is power and control. Yeah, and the, when I talked about the token security force and after he released this, this little statement, in my head, I immediately thought, the Trump team probably affected that just a little bit to make sure the security force was light so that they could yeah. have this media moment, this little um, political theater they, they've cooked up amongst themselves. Right. So uh, the, the speech that he's using and the way that he's talking to people, it, it's, um, it's part of the cycle of violence, or the circle of violence, I should say, where um, you have your highs where it's the apologetic, I'm sorry, you know, I care for you, I love you, you know, you're a special person, and then you you go back to them and you accept them. It's uh, the same thing that abusers have in an abusive relationship. Uh, they'll physically we, abuse, mentally abuse someone. We're talking like Stockholm syndrome kind of idea. No, I'm talking more of like your common domestic stuff. Uh, okay. Like a, husband, a wife beater, a, okay. a wife beater, you know, he'll sit there. Um, and you know, I'm just doing this as the most common because that's the most common thing, but you know, he'll sit there and abuse her and hurt her and whatnot. And it's like, Oh, and I, I didn't mean that. I love you. I'm sorry. You know, and da, 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 da. And it's it's a similar psychological thing that he's doing to his followers, uh, to the people who basically worship the man. Yeah, at this point, we can just call him a cult. I mean, they, honestly, they are- I, I I was looking at that when they were rallying, even before the riot, and the the amount of fervor and people that apparently took off from their job or else made serious financial uh, dedication to be there for this thing. They yeah. just got six hundred dollars. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why Trump wanted to go for two grand. He wanted more people, more people. That's there. the only reason why he went is because he wanted more support from the people. He tried to do that, that last it. minute sympathy, like, oh no, he got us two thousand dollars. Okay, that's suddenly going to make him the president again. Yeah, no, yeah, no. that's the begging and pleading to, hey, don't call the cops. Yeah, well, I won't hit you again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, how do we categorize the people that actually decided to? Knuckle draggers and mouth do this. I mean, right? I would I would describe them like that. But media is throwing around words like sedition and treason and all this okay, stuff. So and there's a lot of legal connotation that goes along with that. Whether whether they domestic be, terrorist. There's also a lot of legal connotation that goes with that too. And you know, if we pull up the definition of a terrorist. That's the definition right now. And then so, you say domestic terrorist. You just had the location. Well, well, yeah. Okay. And they I'm, should have been shot. I'm we go- need to draw a hard line in the sand around our federal buildings, especially during diplomatic processes. It says this is in line while this is happening. And if you cross this motherfucking line, you're catching the hot one. Okay. You're going to be mad at me, but I'm going to do it. Go for it. So it's a public building. Where do we, I understand and it's a public building, but where do we... We're talking how, about a diplomatic how far, process. How far do we extend that, though? If we start defining domestic terrorism as when they invade a public building. When they are climbing the walls actively, shots need to be fired. So in this case, in the Portland situation where the courthouse, the federal courthouse is being attacked, you, you, you wanted that, that group of people to... Yes, be, there needs to be a hard line in the sand drawn that says, listen, we have our disagreements on the platform of diplomacy. And when diplomacy is broken, 
steps will be taken to restore order. It doesn't go that far because if you're going to come and take this fucking Capitol building, it needs to be an organized attempt. You need to have a motherfucking army. You're going to take this motherfucking over. You need to know exactly what you're doing when you get here because anything less than a strategic plan that is enacted to perfection, you ain't coming through here with that bullshit. I 100% well, I got percent agree because we just chicken literally nuggets in wheelchairs parading through the middle of the fucking capital. <laughs> we just literally <laughs> unzipped our fly for the whole world and showed them that we have nothing to protect us. Absolutely. That's it. When there is a threat to the centers of our federal buildings and diplomatic process, that's a threat to the whole fuck re- Republican, fuck Democrat, fuck libertarian, fuck what your banner is. That is a threat to the whole. And we yes. are cutting off our nose despite our fucking face at this point. I 100% agree. And on top of that, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I haven't blamed President Trump for some of the unrest that's happened this year. I I fully I have. I fully accept that he's fanned the flames have. and I do blame him for some of the incidents, but this one this is all him. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to pull out this Antifa scapegoat yeah, that, it's like that when would, you pull it that soon, it looks like you planned on having a scapegoat set up when all your pages say we raid in the Capitol. It's like the Area 51 boys saying, oh, no, that was Antifa out there. That wasn't us. Well, they, they wouldn't have gotten very far anyway. <laughs> we weren't going to clap no cheeks. <laughs> but Am I wrong? No, I mean, no. You're not wrong. I mean, no, you're not. And as far as having a planned excuse and response, it's, it's been his go-to for a while now. It's always Antifa this or Antifa that or Antifa this or or Black very Lives Matter or Black very Lives Matter. Very bad. The See, very, I got there. Very I didn't leave them out. Okay. Uh, the reason why I say that I do blame Trump for everything that's happened is because we talked about this when we were talking about Obama and whether I've ever liked any president. Mm-hmm. And I said no because I refuse to allow myself to like any president because I refuse to give any grace to give them any forgiveness when they make a mistake. So, right? so we talking historic presidents or presidents during your time? During your lifetime. Well, specifically during my lifetime, but because we even talked after their president, I I can go back. I can acknowledge what they did right, what they did wrong. And we can talk about it. You always got a better quarterback. I was going to say, you started, you start going after Abraham Lincoln and probably some people going to have a problem with that one. Why? Fuck Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) I said it live. Fuck Abraham Lincoln. Troy beat me to it. Um, I'm I'm just saying. He's idolized. For no fucking reason. He deserved that bullet in the back of the motherfucking head. You know why? Because he turned out to be a spineless invertebrate. Yeah, he made some nice rules, but when it came down to actually acting on morality, other than an organized plan that he already had from the fucking beginning, look who the Republicans were then versus who they are now. I feel like we could have another episode on that one. We could. Look at all these slave owners posing on your dollars. Yeah. We can definitely cover that on another episode, but it serves the point of why I don't like a president, especially while they're president. Right. And so as far as Trump goes, so why I brought up us talking about Obama is I was very critical at the time of Obama's inability to stand up and help cut the tensions that were rising during his presidency. Trump has intentionally from day one before he even became president increased those tensions it has been a joy and pleasure of his to fan those flames. It's so it's not like he accidentally did it. It's that it drove his prerogative forward and gave him more power and ability to do and say more stupid shit later. And that's why I say I definitely blame him for every single one of those occurrences. Well, if you if you look at it, um, when Trump was running during his campaign, he was this guy. And he hasn't changed since day one. Exactly. exactly. So in a lot of cases, and this is, this is kind of an interesting study, is that if you look at presidential candidates or even just political candidates in general, during their campaign, they're one person. When they get elected, they might still be a little bit of that person, but right. usually they start, okay, I'm elected. Let me enact my real agenda now. Let me try to do my real thing. Right. That's politics. And Trump didn't. Trump was pretty well an asshole from the get-go and has what not What did stopped. he have to lose? That's a good point. Not a thing. He's already. He's already. That's rich. the highest form of entitlement. This is what I'm going to do, and what are you going to do to hurt me? I mean, the motherfucker went home to uh, Mar-a-Lago, walked in a room that his wife decorated, said, "Oh well, I don't like these decorations. Rip them all out." Who of us can do that? I mean, yeah, from just a opulence standpoint, yeah, you know, change the furniture, change everything in the room, all the drapes, everything, and then you just say, "Oh well, screw it. I want to spend another quarter mil on some more." What is money to Donald Trump? Absolutely nothing. Uh, it, the money doesn't mean anything to him. It's what he can get with the money, which is why I said in the beginning that this has been nothing but his narcissism and drive for power. The more power he gets, the more of a child he becomes. Yeah. Uh, I would say the more power, 
not necessarily money because he, he people would do that whole thing. Well, he's not making money as president. No, but he's making a shit ton of fucking power. Oh yeah. And a lot of it. And in power that's not going to go away just because he's not president anymore. He's that's not going he to have his full presidential powers anymore. And that's why he needs to serve time yeah. for his behavior. I mean, there's not really a pause button, but Okay, fine. There's not a pause button. I was going to show you the uh, the party video so you can get your reactions to that, but I'll just turn it around and show, show okay. it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just turn because it we're talking about the opulence and how the man doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, let's, just let's, let's just look play it. it while I ramble here because yeah. fuck it. Um, let me nope. uh, let me turn the turn the sound down for you. But uh, yeah, um, what the? F- I was in the middle of a ramble. I, I'm sorry about no, that. No, it's all good. I, it's all good. I, I just wanted to get uh, this in before because you, you're going to be like, what the hell. Oh, no, I was talking about his power. The fact that he'll lose his presidential powers once he leaves office. But what he won't lose is the power that he's garnered from these cultists, basically. That's all I can really call them at this point. I I try not to insinuate a lack of intelligence or anything when it comes to these people because I I don't... How not? Hold on, hold on. I'm I'm, I'm getting to that. They don't necessarily have the intelligence. Well, it's... The yeah, fact look at that, this chick t- freaking dancing while yeah. people are rioting in the streets in D.C. I mean, come on. It's the fact that I wouldn't blame the victim of mental abuse. I, I wouldn't come to someone's house that's suffering from spousal abuse like that and then tell the wife or the husband, right, because it could very well be the husband. But I wouldn't tell the victim that, you know, they were stupid for buying into all this bullshit and everything else like that. It's not always about a lack of intelligence. No. Very you don't smart have to go people. back to the root cause, but what you allow continues. And that's accountability. Okay, I, I understand that, but there are some people who are not in the position to be able to stand up against their abuser, especially when they're still under the delusion that their abuser cares about them. If you ain't found nothing to die for, you ain't fit to live. Okay, okay, I could say it as if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything, and that's the problem. If you don't know what you stand for, right? If you're being taken advantage of... There is a girl that is in prison right now because she killed the man who was using her and selling her body. Yes, and that's absolutely wrong. She found, she killed him. Yeah. She found she a been reason able to live. Absolutely. Yeah, she should have been able to. Absolutely. In that I, case, I'd say stack bodies. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the reason why I try not to, you know, insult the intelligence of Trump supporters is because I don't necessarily think it's their fault that they've bought into his bullshit. There's a level of human detachment. Yes. That happens when you support somebody on the spectrum that Trump exists in. Yes, but that, so long as you're that human detachment is perpetuated by social media, too. And yeah. we, we can get into that. It's a status symbol to be a Trump supporter. Which uh, in goes, certain circles, yes. Which goes along with the problem. You have of, to lack empathy to be a Trump supporter. Um, okay, Ooh, so here's the tough. thing. Here's the thing. It, 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 my it's mind. not tough. I'm, I, I'm trying to think of ways to, to counter-argument that, and I don't think I can. It, 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 it's not tough because it is a lack of empathy, but some people don't have the like the emotional maturity to understand that they're lacking that empathy. Talking about the depth yeah, of they, a human? Yeah, Do you, you know why you lack those things? I mean, there's a multitude of reasons, but what are you talking about specifically? So, the largest thing that helps me identify with you is the amount of myself I see in you and I can relate to. Right, tribalism. That's not necessarily tribalism. It is. Well, we all are is. a reflection of each other, and that's what allows us to communicate and exchange ideas. Right. We have The more alike we are, also the more different we are, at the right polarity, we can exchange ideas and grow. If you cannot it, be different and still get along, you're not a real well, re, well-rounded well individual. Get, <laughs> that's what we wow, learn. Through, come on, Joe. that's what boys literally learn through sports. Right, is by playing with each other. Where I might be playing against you, or I might be playing with you, but I'm learning how to give a lick and take a lick without it being the end of the fucking world. And understand, I'm only trying to achieve my objective, and you're only trying to achieve yours. But when we walk off this fucking field, we might be the best of friends and go practice and work out together. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be sports yes. either. You can learn that lesson in many ways, but, but what it's, I'm saying it's usually is in the same same general vein. That doesn't transfer over to politics where it should. You have these people out of these diehard, oh, this is my rights and this is the Constitution, That's instead because- of, no, this is just a person that disagrees with you. We don't need to go to war over a disagreement. There needs to be harder conversations that are had at tables right. and, and better things that are set in place to justify us working on the platform of diplomacy. But we don't. Well, that's a good segue. I mean, okay. let's, uh, so I'm rambling. I'm well, sorry. I know no, 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 that's a perfect segue. But here, here, here's, here's the problem with that. Okay. 
Because when you look at one side of the political spectrum and everything, you say, mm-hmm. okay, they have a lack of empathy because they Absolutely. don't agree with me on this. No, no, right? no, no. No, they have a lack of empathy in their desires and okay. not seeing okay. the entire oh, picture hold on, hold of on. what they're wanting. Hold on. When you are going to take, um, let me no, no, just go ahead. this go ahead. out. Go ahead. When you siege a Capitol building, mm-hmm. take nobody hostage. Mm hmm. And act no, and no, and act no full mutiny whatsoever. Right. No coup whatsoever. You are unsuccessful in your attempt. Mm-hmm. Where do we go to from there? What where? What ground do you stand on when you're saying you love a country and this is the behavior and the way that you act because of a diplomatic process doesn't go the way you want it to? Right. And now you're not even allowing due process, which is the other side of diplomacy. That is the check and balance part of it. Right. Is the due process, and if you don't like how it goes, you can challenge it again, and we'll look through it. We'll look through it fifty fucking times yeah, until okay. we get to the Supreme okay. Court. But yeah. here's here's. Huh? Here's the Until thing. we get to the Supreme Court, but, but you, you get what yeah. I'm saying. No, you allow due process, and then you stay. You, then you stage an attack to say we allow diplomacy to go through its process, to right. allow its course. You still well, didn't what decide you're to do about, right, and now okay. we need to take over. Here, here, what you're talking here. about is well-reasoned people having a well-reasoned argument. You're that, not. You're not talking about what has happened here, and it's the mob. This was literally a mob. Okay, anyway, go, so ahead. go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. We've taken this in two different routes now. Okay. John got to, to the to the end of one of them. Mob mentality. Absolutely. All right. Mob mentality that was emotionally rewarded and supported by Papa Oompa Loompa. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. The <laughs> Lord Cheeto. Oompa Loompa yeah. doobity doo. Right, now we might get I've got a huge <laughs> thing <we> for you. <laughs> okay, so you got mob mentality on that side. All right, but where we started this with when we the Nazi down, flags. Uh, okay. Um where we started this with me saying that I don't attack the intelligence level of Trump supporters, right? Is because for one, I tried my best not to victim blame. All right. If I see someone being mentally manipulated, I'm not going to tell them that it's their fault. All right. When you go well, home and you get a don't tread on me flag, and then you get trampled by the same people that you support, I blame intelligence. Well, the, the, I don't blame the don't tread on me flag. That's a piece of history, but you know, the, the, the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. okay so, so. Very, I'm going to have to take this to my go-to, which I was trying to avoid. Oh, we're going to have to do visual aids? I no, got hand pop. No, I'm going to take it to atheism versus theism. Oh, okay. Lord. Okay. No, no, no. Here, here, it's just the easiest way for we me to explain. Hour. I was going to yeah. say, this, this is going to be a long episode, Here's folks. Buckle up. Yeah. One thing that I always talk about when, when I'm having a debate or a conversation with a theist is I do not think that theists are stupid because I because to me, they believe in fairy tales. Praise they the Lord. Pass the ammunition. Up, yeah, they believe in made up bullshit, but that doesn't mean that I think that the person is stupid because they're religious. Well, you're talking right? about a philosophy, so obviously there's some. There's, there's absolutely some nothing different somewhere. between religion and politics. These are just ideologies, both of them. They're the same thing. Trump How supporters. Dare you. I know. <laughs> Trump supporters have been, they've bought into this indoctrination for a, a multitude, a variety the of The word reasons. you're looking for there is political ideology. They've yes. been brainwashed some of them, is what it is. Some of them are stupid. Not all of them. Yeah. I, yeah but, like the guy in okay. the buffalo hat. That was funny. <laughs> I mean, People are saying he was a paid actor. but He could, he could have been, but it was still actor. funnier now. They, they always go to that shit. Oh, they're, that paid actor. Anyway. My point is, I, like I, I, I refuse to do victim blaming, right? I refuse to insult their intelligence because it's not always necessarily their fault that they've bought into this bullshit. It's not. I, I, I know some pretty rational people that just three, four, even some of them a year ago completely dislike Trump. But the more that they've been fed bullshit, the more they've become susceptible. And it happens in tiny little increments, little bit by little bit. Little it's bit because by little they bit. start becoming indoctrinated. They fall for the bullshit. They get manipulated. That's not always the victim's fault because I do see them as victims. I don't see them all as shitty bad people. I don't what see them all as stupid people. What anchors you as a good person? You're right, but when you show them- my morality, that that was another point that I was going to get to. When you're talking about politics and how you know you compared it to sports and the fact that we could be enemies on the field, we could be best friends off because on the field we're both working towards our objective. That doesn't fly with politics. It should because it shouldn't. It shouldn't, all right? Because some of the political issues that we're dealing with, we have to look at it through our own moral spectrum. We have to, right? We don't get to just disregard our own morality. They're doing the exact same thing, all right? Our moralities are not always going to agree, but there are some lines that have to be drawn, all right? And 
abortion is one of the big ones that one side is really, really fighting for and one side's really fighting against, one of them has to win. There has to be a compromise somewhere. Because the decision doesn't go to the woman in her body. And that is the that's the stage that they all disagree on. Okay, and but the where's conception they... happen and whoop de whoop de whoop and all okay. this the bomb right. is this so, so someone else's serious body rabbit hole that is hosting a parasite. Okay. And, and you're it, telling them what they need to be doing with said parasite, and that is not should right. never be a function of the government. So, but would you go onto the on onto the field and then just listen to all their bullshit and then go off the field and forget that you heard all that bullshit? You don't think that their morality that came up with the opposition to that doesn't affect the morality of what they do off the field? I believe that I have to give the same thing that I would like. And I believe that I'm willing to fight for that. And that is the right to disagree, the right to have opinions that don't necessarily align with everybody else's. And if but as long always- as I'm not being a threat to society, as long as I'm not an immediate harm to anyone in my personal life, uh, physically, emotionally, or objectively, mm-hmm. I feel like as long as that stays in the street, I don't have to agree with you on what you want to do. However, when your decision is telling someone else what they have to do with their body that have no consequences, well, and you don't you don't share any of the consequences of a decision that you're telling someone else they have to make with their body, right? Well, then now we're talking about a level of morality and empathy that's missing. Okay, and that's what I'm saying. There are political issues that directly affect the physical and mental well-being of people yeah, living in this country right now. We can right talk now. about police brutality. We, we can cannot, talk about all that We cannot stuff. agree to disagree. We have to get to a solution. But I think so, that solution should happen with civil discourse. Yeah, so here, here's civil the problem. Civil discourse is and only do. getting us so far right here's now. Here's the problem. People are getting frustrated, and that's where the mob mentality comes in. This is, no, it's not we just talk mob about mentality. civility and American citizens and taking the race out of the picture and saying is this what this country stands for citizens being murdered on the street and not allowed due process to go to court to be represented to be seen when they've clearly demonstrated there of no threat and excessive force was taken now we have a reason to go to war okay that's what i'm saying we can't always agree to disagree trump didn't win the election let's go to war is not a reason for war it's I didn't not. say that it was. It stems from one mentality, and that is because we have become so polarized, we don't see each other as Americans anymore, black, white, Hispanic, Latin, whatever race you might be, Asian, purple, polka dot, doesn't matter. Right. I would argue we are there all are more freaking of us. Americans, and we don't take that mentality into our personal space, as seen clearly by 2020. It's because we've taken, we're too and far we, away from And we don't take it in the political arena either. And say again, I'm sorry. We're too far away from 9-11. It didn't matter what color you were during 9-11 I'll take as long that, as you weren't Arabic. I'll right. take that a step farther. We're too far away from having a common enemy as a country. We don't have a common enemy, common goal, or a common mindset. For example, no. when Kennedy said, let's go to the moon, everybody got behind that, and we were fascinated with the space race. And now people don't even think we went there. Exactly. And now and we did. 9-11 happened. Everybody was against al-Qaeda. Bro, if you were in Al-Qaeda, you should have you should be very, very scared to be in the United States in 2001. And now people on the internet that live in the United States are being recruited because they're sad and alone. Exactly. We don't have a common goal. We're listless, goalless people, and we tend to take out our frustrations, our boredom, and our fears on each other, and we find other outlets for the energy that would otherwise go toward a common goal. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest issues in this country is historically we've needed uh that's one of the, sorry let me rephrase and speak up again so you can hear me <laughs> say which chest no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, historically that's been what the uh, i think one of the main issues with our country is is we've always needed that common enemy for us in order to function as a nation uh we've always had some sort of war even with each other at one point where we had to have that common enemy and that that common threat that threatens our way of life and our freedoms in order, in order for us to function properly as a country. Well, how else do you unify the mob? I mean, if you, if most of the people in America are not necessarily politically minded. They're not going to, not really involved in civics in any meaningful way, but 
you need some rallying cry, some way to keep them motivated, and a common goal or enemy is basically the best way to do that. That's Orwellian need, theory, by the way. It says ignorance is strength and war is peace. You got it. You need something yep. interesting to keep their attention. That's the problem. They have to find it interesting because we still have common enemies. Stupidity. Ignorance. Russia. Accessibility. Like, <laughs> in Soviet Russia, word. we are your enemy too. We are tractor and uh, Susceptibility. Shoot. That's the word. Susceptibility. Susceptibility. God go. damn. COVID-19 exposed our susceptibility. words. Well, apparently um, COVID-19 also melted our brains. None of us right? can speak properly. Uh, but no, we, we, we have common enemies that we could focus on, but they're not interesting enough to people and they don't feel that they would get enough reward. They disagree with them. Correction. And they're not immediate threats or they immediate, are immediate threats well no listen hear me out they're not immediate concerns to that person every day so that they can one go have a job and two have food to eat all right there you go all right if you take kim jong-un had uh covid 19 <laughs> <laughs> too oh, bad no. it wasn't as effective um i'm wow. gonna get i'm gonna get yelled at for that one <laughs> <laughs> i mean is it, is it, i mean it's kim jong-un people you're gonna defend that guy I'm opening a bag of chips because it's snack right. time. So one of the things His that I was trying to low. say, though, is that everyone is looking at this through their own sense of morality and their own perspective, and that's part of the problem that we're having wow. is because you say that it's a lack of empathy, but these people feel that they have plenty of empathy. They just think that other people have a lack of empathy on other topics. That's where a lot of this is a being like, that's where a lot of these disagreements are coming from. Once again, is, they're not thinking of all people are Americans. They're not thinking of, of the country as country men and country women. They're thinking of I'm agreeing themselves. With you, Bob. Well, I'm agreeing with you. I think a lot of it goes to, especially on, I know I just want to draw that on <laughs> It goes to, Oh, well they're not Republican or, Oh, they're not Democrats. So the mob. they're against me. They hate what I am. So I hate what they are. And that keeps us. And I'll defend them. Even if it's my family, I'll defend President Trump. I got rifles. I got bullets. That's right. And if you come in my yard with anything but a Trump shine, I'm going to shoot you down. That's right. Really? Really, Susan? You're a gangster now? (laughs) She ain't about that life. (laughs) I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, people tend to forget when they talk about the freedoms that we have as American citizens of what we can and can't do, what we should be allowed to, you know, do. Freedom of speech is one thing. All right. Hate speech is another. Using speech to incite violence is another. All right, freedom of speech doesn't mean that you're freely allowed to say anything. Freedom right? of speech is not freedom of consequence. Right. Well, it, it, even then, there are just things. Yeah, like it, it's those consequences that allow us to recognize that there are things that you cannot do. Yeah. You cannot say. You cannot use speech to directly impact a negative well-being of another person, right? No. You, you can't do that. Let me let right? me bring this back to Roman times real fast. Oh, okay. Okay. So America's America's compared to Rome in a lot of a lot of fashions because we are currently the premier power on the planet. And in our eyes. In our eyes and also militarily if you look at any meaningful metric. In our eyes. <laughs> okay, no, no, the statistics, fact, statistics. absence okay. of evidence is not evidence of absence. Fair point. Anyway, back to the Romans. Um, Marcus Aurelius once accused one of his political opponents for doing something that Trump has done quite a bit and politicians do in general. And we're sitting here talking about the mob and I had to go look this up, but obsequious courting of the mob, meaning that they court the mob exclusively and intentionally in order to remain in power. And that is where our politics are today. They're, we, we can't get away from it. It's built in. It's ingrained. And even if we saw each other as Americans, there would still be courting of the mob, same mob mentality, because we want to we want to win. We want to be on top. We need 51% of the vote. And that's just, just over half of the country. I mean, it's mad. Would you agree that lack of human interaction, personal human interaction, forced human act- interaction, has desensitized us to each other. No, and how to handle things. I think. No, I, I would think when I, I have think to go out, the lack of human interaction has desensitized us. One hundred percent right. And I think that's why the military changes people so much. It's very difficult this day and age to find a prior enlisted person who is truly racist, because it don't matter <laughs> what color I am. 
when them shots start firing. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. That shouldn't have been funny, but he turned into an instant bobblehead and it made me laugh. No, I'm laughing. I'm (laughs) laughing about it because I have literally been there and seen everybody in penguin formation when it's 17 degrees outside. You've got a black guy and an Asian guy and a white white redneck and, you know, maybe a guy from Punjab province all just huddled up together because they are cold as shit. (laughs) There's no racism there. And it's another color in the military and it's green. That's right. And so it's, performance, it's a performance-driven field. That's right. Okay, and so, we have to survive. And but, the only thing that matters is not the American fucking agenda when we're getting shot at. It's me making sure that this guy I've been talking to for the past 12 fucking hours is going to make it home with me right yeah, now. That's right. Because he's all I have, and I'm all he's got. Well, and we're going to do this thing together. And if I'm going down, he's going to – you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. not only that, it's an environment that, that fosters that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an environment that – It's a culture. It's a culture, too. But it, the environment would, would I think – foster that same relationship over time anyway which is what i'm saying about when you're sharecropping when you're doing physical labor and you need people to come out and help you take care of this and take care of that and we don't have as many niceties as we do right now you have to know who the milkman is and he might not be the guy you're used to you have to know who your male guy is and you get what i'm saying yeah when there's more of a sense of community there's less room so I think I disagreed with you prematurely, all right, because okay. I thought you were going to take that a different route. Okay. I will agree with you on the fact that technology has given us that level of convenience to where we're finding things to bitch about. Mm-hmm. All right, the harder our lives are, the less we complain about who our neighbors are because we need our fucking neighbors. Absolutely, the more your neighbor is the way you survive. Right, the more comfortable we've become, we've found more and more things to complain about because we're trying to push the narrative as far as we possibly can. Which, as much as I do enjoy us trying to be progressive in nature, progressiveness can be dangerous when you try and accelerate too quickly. Well, it's, no one's politics should be attention-seeking behavior. Right. right. You should uh, not. No, I'm, I'm, I will disagree on that. On the fact that by the bare by the bare nature of politics, we need attention-seeking people who are willing to stand up in front of a group of people and be the voice. Let I, me clarify I, I, I that. I'm talking about selfish intent. Like you're filling a void in your life through your politics. Yeah, he's talking about not necessarily enabling narcissism, but rather uh, attracting attention to get elected is okay. But if you're out there just, you know, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, just for your own selfish interest, then that that should not be. Kamala Harris. In the United States. Oh, boy, don't get me started. (laughs) Yeah, because we got to wrap this one up real quick. But in the United States, we have become so self-absorbed with fame and bullshit what what people it's reality tv but nothing in it is real we've become so obsessed with all of this nonsense that is absolutely no surprise whatsoever that a former reality star became president and fucked it all up it's a soulless reality made of plasticine without substance or merit that we have in this country right now we if I didn't divided. know he had a vocabulary that would have felt scripted, God damn, that was beautiful. That was. It was quote worthy. We are divided along lines that never existed before this time. Right. We are so polarized right now that anybody in the middle feels like public enemy number one because they're trying to see both sides of the argument and make a well-reasoned yep. choice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worse to be in the middle and try to see both sides than it is to be on one side or the other in this country. The bottom line is we don't need to have anybody in any position of leadership that has not demonstrated any acts of selflessness and service. Those two things are anchors that will help identify and grow empathy in human beings is in through sacrifice and service. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be military service. There are plenty of ways to serve your community, the Peace people Corps, that are close to you. Salvation Army. Whatever. Absolutely. Just being a great fucking neighbor. But if you have not demonstrated those qualities, you can become a pillar of a community yeah. just be by, by being a great neighbor. And I'm not talking about fundraising. That one. <laughs> I'm not talking about raising fundraisers and funding projects. I'm talking about you being actively involved in the development and growth and seeing grassroots efforts grow and show, even if you're not successful on the financial platform, right. just the demonstration that you have leadership in those trenches should be a qualifying factor for leaders of our government, period. Because that's Agreed. the root of the fucking nation. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So, so in conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's no, all right. No, all right. We need to wrap yeah, this one up. We're at an hour and six on this one. Look, guys, <laughs> any invasion of the Capitol is a bad deal. Yes. Should never have happened. 
this whole scenario was fermented, actioned, and encouraged by a sitting president, which is something else that should never happen. And we as a country have allowed ourselves to get so separated that half the country wanted this thing to go down, and they actually agreed it was a good thing. Yeah. This is where we find ourselves. So my challenge to you, go home. Think about it. Talk to somebody with a different opinion. Have an argument. And then sit down, have a beer, and become friends later. Because if you don't embrace your differences, you will be forever divided. Anybody that wants war, talk to somebody who's been to war and has experienced war. It will change your opinion of what the fuck war is, and you'll see that this isn't war, it's a temper tantrum. When you march into the hellhole that's been blown up by bullets and see your friend's guts lying on the sidewalk during a civil war, you will remember this decision and regret. All right, ditto. <laughs> ditto, goddamn. <laughs> uh, what I would say is ask yourself, who's my mayor? And if you don't know, you need to learn how to vote for local representatives. Voting for president is not going to change anything. It doesn't matter right now who sits in that chair. Vote for your local representatives because that will give you an idea of what your neighborhood, what your community is actually about. If you cannot make changes there, you cannot make changes at a national level. Start from the bottom. Yeah, and uh, support your local sheriff. If you don't know who he is, vote in a new one. If you don't know your mayor, you probably don't know your sheriff, so he's got a point. <laughs> you just Do your commissioners as well. Yeah, just figure out who your local representatives are and actually get an idea of what community you look like. Like, Because there's a good chance that you think you live in some town that you're like, oh, God, we're nice here. We, the, there's a good chance that you blue living in red and probably haven't seen it yet, or you're red living in blue. So vote from the bottom, work your way to the top. It's the only solution that we can find. Hey, we started from the bottom. Now we're here. Oh. Zero to 100. Fucking quick. white people. This is the outro. <laughs> <laughs> you know you love it. A little bit. I love Drake. <laughs> uh, he's white, right? Uh, yeah. Jewish blood go. Oh, okay, there we go. Oh, <laughs>